Listen to God's Word for October 26th. Today's reading includes Mark 8, Matthew 17, and Mark 9. May God bless this reading of His Word. Mark 8 In those days the crowd once again became very large, and they had nothing to eat. Jesus called the disciples to Him and said, I have compassion for this crowd, because they have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will faint along the way, for some of them have come a great distance. His disciples replied, Where in this desolate place could anyone find enough bread to feed all these people? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied. And he instructed the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves, gave thanks, and broke them, and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they distributed them to the crowd. They also had a few small fish, and Jesus blessed them and ordered that these be set before them as well. The people ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. And about four thousand men were present. As soon as Jesus had dismissed the crowd, he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. Then the Pharisees came and began to argue with Jesus, testing him by demanding from him a sign from heaven. Jesus sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation demand a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got back into the boat, and crossed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Watch out, he cautioned them. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. So they began to discuss with one another the fact that they had no bread. Aware of their conversation, Jesus asked them, Why are you debating about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Do you have such hard hearts? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, How many basketfuls of broken pieces did you collect? Twelve, they answered. And when I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many basketfuls of broken pieces did you collect? Seven, they said. Then he asked them, Do you still not understand? When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then he spit on the man's eyes and placed his hands on him. Can you see anything? he asked. The man looked up and said, I can see the people, but they look like trees walking around. Once again, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes. And when he opened them, his sight was restored and he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him home and said, Do not go back into the village. Then Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi, 
On the way, he questions his disciples, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. But what about you? Jesus asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. And Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke this message quite frankly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But Jesus, turning and looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus called the crowd to him along with his disciples, and he told them, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and for the gospel will save it. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Matthew 17 After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared before them, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While Peter was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down in terror. Then Jesus came over and touched them. Get up, he said. Do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Do not tell anyone about this vision until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The disciples asked him, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, Elijah does indeed come, and he will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but have done to him whatever they wished. In the same way, the Son of Man will suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them about John the Baptist. When they came to the crowd, a man came up to Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering terribly. 
he often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. O unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long must I remain with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed from that moment. Afterward, the disciples came to Jesus privately and asked, Why couldn't we drive it out? Because you have so little faith, he answered. For truly I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. When they gathered together in Galilee, Jesus told them, The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and on the third day he will be raised to life. And the disciples were deeply grieved. After they had arrived in Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma tax came to Peter and asked, Does your teacher pay the two drachmas? Yes, he answered. When Peter entered the house, Jesus preempted him. What do you think, Simon? he asked. From whom do the kings of the earth collect customs and taxes? From their own sons or from others? From others, Peter answered. Then the sons are exempt, Jesus declared. But so that we may not offend them, go to the sea, cast a hook, and take the first fish you catch. When you open its mouth, you will find a four drachma coin. Take it and give it to them for my tax and yours. Mark 9 Then Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God arrive with power. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became radiantly white, brighter than any launderer on earth could bleach them. And Elijah and Moses appeared before them, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For they were all so terrified that Peter did not know what else to say. Then a cloud appeared and enveloped them. And a voice came from the cloud, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus admonished them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept this matter to themselves, discussing what it meant to rise from the dead. And they asked Jesus, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He replied, Elijah does indeed come first, and he restores all things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected? But I tell you that Elijah has indeed come, and they have done to him whatever they wished, just as it is written about him. 
When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were filled with awe and ran to greet him. What are you disputing with them? he asked. Someone in the crowd replied, Teacher, I brought you my son, who has a spirit that makes him mute. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they were unable. O unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long must I remain with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him, and seeing Jesus, the Spirit immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has this been with him? From childhood, he said. It often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. If you can, echoed Jesus, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the boy's father cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd had come running, he rebuked the unclean spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you to come out and never enter him again. After shrieking and convulsing him violently, the spirit came out. The boy became like a corpse, so that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? Jesus answered, This kind cannot come out, except by prayer. Going on from there, they passed through Galilee. But Jesus did not want anyone to know, because he was teaching his disciples. He told them, The Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. But they did not understand this statement, and they were afraid to ask him about it. Then they came to Capernaum. While Jesus was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must be the last of all and the servant of all. Then he had a little child stand among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not only me, but the one who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone else driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not accompany us. Do not stop him, Jesus replied, for no one who performs a miracle in my name can turn around and speak evil of me, for whoever is not against us is for us. Indeed, if anyone gives you even a cup of water because you bear the name of Christ, truly I tell you, he will never lose his reward. 
But if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and to be thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two hands and go into hell, into the unquenchable fire. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt loses its saltiness, with what will you season it? Have salt among yourselves, and be at peace with one another. Thanks for listening, and join us tomorrow as we listen to God's Word. Questions or comments? Email us at info at org.